patriots and lovers of liberty. This is Jim Cooper. I'll be your host today for the Holmes Politicast. I hope everyone had a great week. Um, it was an okay week for me, but hopefully you had an amazing week. Uh, hot day today, and we had a big storm come through recently, and a lot of power outages all over Michigan. Fortunately, I still have power, which is amazing. Because usually if I sneeze really hard, our power goes out. And for some reason, we were spared, which is amazing. Uh, a lot of a lot of big stories, or maybe I should say a lot of little stories right now. Um, there's uh, a number of topics we can talk about, but I don't know. Hopefully this show won't be too short because I don't have a lot of really... Uh, long-winded topics you know most of them are just kind of just standalone they're not really requiring a lot of discussion but anyway we'll get into it one of the big stories uh for michigan is that betsy devos announced she will not run for governor of michigan next year which is a huge sigh of relief for i think most everybody because she's one of the few public figures that is really disliked by both parties. So she would have been a disaster, but she probably would have been the front runner on the Republican side. So I'm happy to see that she has opted out of running for governor. And um, so, yeah, that's really um, good news. Um, oh, uh this is just annoying. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about it, but I just, it, it, it kind of goes into one of our stories later. And that is that uh, DC Comics has announced that Robin of Batman and Robin fame is now going to come out as bisexual in one of the comic books. He's going to explore his sexuality. This is just ridiculous. I, I, I have no words, really. It's not so much that I couldn't think of anything to say. I just don't know how exactly to word this. It is just getting absolutely pathetic. It is a comic book. It is not a reflection of real life. There is no real Batman. His There is no real Gotham City. There it's make-believe, so I don't know, it's not about, this is not a soap opera, it's not like about their personal lives and who they're dating and all that, I mean, it's a comic book about solving crime, I don't understand how they're going to work Robin's sexuality into it, particularly since Batman and Robin, um, Batman and Robin specifically, I mean, uh, have never really expressed any love interests. The, the, I mean, you know, Superman, you kind of have Lois Lane. I don't know about Wonder Woman. But most of the superheroes, there is no... We don't see what they do in their personal lives. We don't see what they do on a Friday night or, you know, who they're, who they're hanging out with, who they go on dates with. We don't see what kind of movies they go to see. And we don't really get to a lot about their private life because it's about their adventures fighting crime and 
you know, promoting truth, justice in the American way and this kind of thing. So I, I really don't know why it's important to suddenly find out about Robin's personal life. It's not like all the, through these years we've had Robin dating all kinds of girls and now they want to change it. I mean, like I said, I used to I used to be a big fan of Batman and Robin when I was a kid. And I don't remember any of them. I, I may have missed some, but I don't remember any of them really delved into their romantic lives. I mean, you know, they could have been asexual. They could have been bisexual. They could have been homosexual. They could have been heterosexual. It was never discussed. And I don't know why they could just have left with that. If you want to believe they were homosexual, then you could believe that. If you want to believe they're bisexual, you could believe that. I mean, you could really much, you know, um, if you wanted to believe they were into black women, you could do that. Uh, you know, um, you know, if that's just your own fantasy life, they never did anything to encourage or discourage any thoughts about the personal life. So I, I just don't understand what the need to bring that into it is except virtue signal, signaling or or trying to um, uh, normalize that behavior for, for young kids, I guess, would be the only um, reason. Um, I, I really don't know. I just, I just find the whole thing very odd. Again, I, I just, that's just something that I just think is strange. I mean, you know, I, I probably would still be opposed to it, but I wouldn't be as opposed to it if we had already established their private lives. But you're making an exception, you know, and then working it into the comics. You know, that that's the thing. It, it, it'd be totally different, like I say, if this if this was a story about their private lives and you wanted to introduce this. Um, but we've never heard anything about the personal lives and now suddenly they want to introduce this. Um, I just, I just find it weird and we're just seeing the collapse of, uh, I, I, I just think we're seeing the collapse of so many of so many things in the United States. I mean, I, I mean, even in the comics, I think, I think it's going to destroy the comics. I think, you know, these were in, and these comics have been a fixture in America since, you know, at least the 1940s, possibly earlier. I, I'm not really a big comic aficionado, so I don't know when they came out, but I know they were around during world war two. Uh, because historically I've, I've heard about some of them, um, taking on Hitler, you know, like there, there were some comic books that was like Superman, you know, takes on the Nazis and stuff like that. And I know Wonder Woman, uh, was fighting the Nazis. Um, so I know at least since the 1940s and I think we're going to see the end of that pretty soon where comic books die out and that's sad. You know, um, oh, 
I just find it I just find it sad that so many of our institutions and things are are slowly ending and and they're being hastened by this desire to be politically correct and things. I mean you know, I, I don't I mean I'm not saying I don't know. It just seems to me that if you wanted to create a bisexual superhero, why don't they just create a new one? Like, you know, start a new comic book for bisexuals and homosexuals for them to read. Um, I I don't understand why you would change an established comic book to fit that agenda. Just create a new one. You know, um, you know, um, I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not creating it, so I don't know what you would call it or what the superhero would be called, but start a new superhero, you know, all about the adventures of bisexual, you know, whoever, um, bi guy or something, you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't understand it, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I mean, I don't understand a lot of that stuff, like even when they take an established character and change their race or, um, you know, or gender, you know, uh, we're going to make Captain America a woman or, you know, we're going to make Superman black. I mean, those are just made up, but I'm just saying, I see that kind of thing all the time where they'll try to reimagine a character, you know, instead of, if you want to have a black superhero, why don't they just create a new black superhero? Why would they take a hero that has always been white and make him black, or always been a man and make him a woman? Why not just create a new uh, a new superhero and just have it be a woman instead of taking a, a male superhero and making it a woman, changing it to a woman? Or, you know, I, I just uh, that's what I mean. Like I don't understand why we aren't creating new things. We're just taking old things and tweaking them and changing them to fit. The 21st century, instead of just creating new superheroes or new storylines or new, you know, um, new fairy tales or, um, you know, stuff like that. Like, I don't know why they just don't do that instead of morphing classic old things into their new image. I, I don't know. It just. I probably went way too long on that topic, um, but I ju it's just one of those things that I, I just don't understand. Um, in Indiana, a federal judge rules that several Indiana laws restricting abortion is unconstitutional, including a ban on telemedicine consults. That one, I just have a headline. I'll find out more about that and share it with you, but... Indiana has passed a number of anti-abortion legislation in recent years, and apparently now they are unconstitutional, which probably will be taken up to the next court. I'm not sure. This is a federal judge. I don't know. I don't know if that means the next the next step is to take it to the Supreme Court. I'm not sure. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. But that's an interesting, interesting thing. Um, the Senate has now passed this trillion-dollar um, infrastructure deal 
I, I believe now it has to go to the house. I'm not entirely positive what is going on with that, but it's going to be a while before it goes to Biden's desk because I know that Nancy Pelosi has said she wants a couple of other bills to pass. I guess she wants to bundle them all together. Um, so it'll be a little while. The Senate has to pass a couple more pieces of legislation before the House is going to vote on these bills. It is a huge victory for President Biden, a huge victory for bipartisanship, um, showing once again what Congress can do when it works together. I, I think it's a huge contrast to the Trump years where really nothing was accomplished. Um, and I, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I mean, you know, he passed that tax cut, which shortly after that we had COVID. So the tax cut really has not done anything. It was really pointless. Um, you know, he, the wall never got done. He shut down the government. He declared a national emergency and they still couldn't get the wall done. Um, you know, it just seemed like there was just a lot of havoc in the Trump years. It was a lot of anger and insults and fights and just meaningless, you know, tangents, you know, about football players kneeling, which didn't accomplish anything. I mean, who cares now? I mean, how did that affect our country at all? Getting in those big fights about, about football players kneeling, it didn't make America better. It didn't make America worse. It was absolutely just a pointless exercise in nothing. Um, who cares about it right now? I mean, how is that affecting our country at all? They were just meaningless little battles to own the libs and, and to create little f arguments, you know, the Muslim ban, uh, nothing happened there. You know, these so-called caravans that every few months were heading for the United States, nothing. We were never invaded. Um, you know, his little arguments with members of Congress, you know, we're now seeing what happens when you have an actual president. Um, I don't like Biden, but when you actually have leadership, things happen. And under, you know, and it's, it's interesting now to see Republicans and Democrats working together to pass things when I never heard of a voterama. I never heard of any of that stuff happening when Trump was in office. We never heard them having real deep, passionate discussions about the future of the country and what, you know, and what we're going to pass and amendments. And I'm sure these members of Congress who got elected because they thought it was just going to be a fun time of getting paid lots of money and getting titles and all this. And all you have to do is just put out mean tweets, just like Donald Trump. And they're actually surprised they have to do some real work. I mean, like Tommy Tuberville, Tuberville, did he actually expect he'd actually have to vote on anything? You know, he was just going to be Trump's lackey. That's all he ran for was just to support Donald Trump. Now Donald Trump's gone. <coughs> Madison Cawthorn and Matt Gates and, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. These people never had any interest in, in governing or doing anything or passing anything. They just ran to support Donald Trump and, you know, uh, now he's gone. And so they're stuck. Well, 
what do we do now? We actually have to sit in on committee meetings and listen to log arguments and, and make a decision about whether we should vote for infrastructure, whether we should, you know, all these issues. I mean, that's not what they signed up for. They weren't interested in actually governing, you know, because nobody did that for four years. I mean, it was just, it was just four wasted years of just endless arguments about nonsense, whether, you know, whether, you know, they were going to cancel Duck Dynasty or, you know, I mean, just, just idiotic things that just annoyed me to no end that Republicans would leap on that had no bearing on our nation, you know, a hundred years from now, no one's going to care about. People are going to care a hundred years from now, from now about this infrastructure bill. This is one of the biggest infrastructure bills since the Great Depression. People are going to be talking about this a hundred years from now. Nobody's going to be talking about kneeling football players a hundred years from now. No one's going to be talking about, you know, whether Nancy Pelosi was rude to Donald Trump a hundred years from now. No one's going to remember Crazy Nancy or Sleepy Joe or any of these other things that Trump did. It was just a waste of four years. I mean, it, historically, it was just, it was just a, a <coughs> it was just a desert of anything for four years. I mean, <coughs> so it's interesting to see the, the thing is, speaking of Tommy Tuber, Tuberville, um, he really shot the, the Democrats or shot the Republicans in the foot. I don't know what he was trying to do. I think he was, he thought he was going to be slick and slipped in an amendment into this bill that would say that, uh, that they, that they can pass, I don't know, something like they can pass no law to defund the police. And, uh, you know, I think he thought that somehow that was going to, that was going to own the libs. Um, ended up that all the Democrats signed onto it, all 50 Democrats. There was no votes against the amendment, which is exactly, so now there is a law that says you can't defund the police. Oh, whoop-de-doo. That's what the Republicans needed next year, is to label the Democrats as being wanting to defund the police. Now, you took that issue away from the Republicans. You can't claim that they're going to defund the police when every member of Congress voted to pass a law to say that you can't defund the police. Um, even if they wanted to, they can't do it now. But none of them even wanted to. So, you know, this is one of those things that the Republicans used to divide the electorate and to scare the Republicans into coming out and voting. I mean, there never was any plan to defund the police. I mean, there was a few hotheads who talked about it, but nobody in government was going to defund the police. I mean, it just... It's just so annoying how people fall for for these things. Republicans and Democrats, they're just like sheep. I mean, they just fall for everything. You know, Paw Patrol was going to be canceled, and the Republicans were freaking out. You know, we were going to defund the police. They were going to stack the Supreme Court. They were going to... None of that stuff was going to happen. But Republicans fell for it, you know. Oh, it's just going to be horrible. Trump claimed that if Biden was elected, they were going to outlaw religion. The Bible was going to become outlawed. <coughs> churches were going to be shut down. None of that stuff was going to happen. It's just idiotic. And people fall for it. It's just, it's just nonsense. None of those things came to pass. 
you know, it. <clears throat> everyone always tries to scare you. You know, Democrats try to scare their people too, thinking that, you know, I mean, Democrats are just as bad, although it's just more recently was the Republicans who were freaking out. Dr. Seuss was going to be canceled, but, you know, um, critical race theory was going to be, I mean, there might be a few places, but critical race theory is not going to become the law of the land. I mean, it's not going to become in schools. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just nonsense. Um, they're just talking points, you know, they're just talking points that, that both parties come up with, you know, um, it, it, it's not, Democrats do the same thing. Oh, the Republicans going to overthrow Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade is not going to be overthrown. It's a constitutional premise. It's, I don't like it, but it's not going to be overthrown because, because it's based on the fourth amendment of the constitution of <coughs> just because a woman is pregnant today and you see her next week and she's not pregnant does not automatically mean that she had an abortion. You can have a miscarriage. You can have a stillborn birth. There are factors. She could have a medical issue which made her miscarry. There are many factors that can happen to cause a woman not to be pregnant. So you can't get a court order to see her medical records just because she was pregnant today and she's not pregnant next week. In order to get a, in order to get a court order to see someone's medical records or any kind of a search warrant to search through her medical records, there has to be the probability that a crime has been committed. There is no provable crime because she's pregnant today and not next week. Like I said, she could have had a miscarriage. She could have had a stillbirth. There are many factors that could have happened other than she had an abortion. So no judge is going to issue you a phishing search warrant to go through all of her medical records to violate her, her privacy between her doctor-patient confidentiality in order to see if she had an abortion. But if you can't see she had an abortion, then you can't charge her with an abortion. You ha there has to be evidence of a crime in order to get a search warrant to prove that there was a crime committed. So you can't do that unless she openly admits she had an abortion. This is if abortion was legal, illegal. She'd have to admit it. And if it's illegal, she's not going to admit that she had an abortion. So there's no way to prove she had an abortion unless you get her medical records. And you can't get those unless... There's a probable cause that a crime has been committed. It's a catch-22. So there's no way it would be – there's no way to enforce any abortion laws. See what I mean? That's why the Supreme Court will never outlaw Roe v. Wade or will never overturn Roe v. Wade because it's based on the constitutional premise that you have a right to privacy. Your medical records are private. You can't, the government can't go sifting through your medical records on the off chance that a crime may have been committed. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like abortion. But there's not any real way that we're going to be able to outlaw it in this country.
at least not at this moment. I mean, there may, you know, if we went to a universal health care system, then the government would have access to everyone's medical records. Well, then maybe you might be able to outlaw it, but we'd have to have universal health care. We'd have to have government run health care. I mean, that'd be, you know, but as of right now, since healthcare is a private issue, the government can't get a hold of your medical records. So, but the Democrats will continue to scare their their voters into believing that we're going to outlaw, that Republicans are going to outlaw abortion. So that's why you need to vote for the Democrats to stop that. You know, they they, they these wedge issues they're called. You know that we're going Republicans are going to put black people back in chains. Republicans want to stop black people from voting. Republicans, you know, and the Republicans run on Democrats are gonna you know are gonna make an abortion clinic on every every block they're going to shut down churches they're going to you know they're going to ban this cancel culture is going to ban republicans from everything and you know it's just a lot of cancel culture is just you know consequences of your actions i mean that's what a lot of it is uh, um you know you come out and you you know you use your free speech and you and you call a man's wife a whore and he punches you in the face that's not cancel culture. That's not him violating your free speech, being able to say whatever you want. You called his wife a whore. He punches you in the face. It's a consequence for your actions. That's not a violation of the First Amendment rights to say whatever you want. It's the same thing. I mean, if you get on TV and you start, you know, spouting lies about election fraud and things like this, people are going to say, we're not going to have you on our show because you're spouting lies. That's not canceling them. It's they they're not violating your free speech. You can say it all you want in your home. You can say it all you want on the street. We're just not going to give you a platform to spread lies. That's not cancel culture. I mean, Mike Lindell, the crazy my pillow guy, opened up his frank speech, which is supposed to be his alternative to Twitter being, um, you know, you can say whatever you want on his on his platform, but he has rules. You can't have any pornography. You can't curse on his station you can't blaspheme god you can't do well isn't that a violation of your free speech you know i mean the thing is everybody has standards and they say well, we're not going to put up with that on our platforms twitter has standards youtube facebook <clears throat> you know they have standards you know you might not agree with those standards but they have standards and they and if you violate the standards they kick you off of there that's not cancel culture that's you know they have a platform they have rules you break the rules you get thrown off that's not cancel culture that's just you know so i i, I don't i i just I, it just kind of bothers me the republicans and democrats are always trying to scare people into things and and here the whole defund the police thing was just nonsense <clears throat> there was never any serious discussion about defunding the police and uh, I guess Tommy Tuberville thought he was going to make the libs cry by by putting that out, and actually it just shot the Republicans on the foot. What are they going to run on next year? You know, <clears throat> how are they going to scare their voters into thinking that um, Democrats, if the Democrats retain the House and Senate, that uh, that they're going to be dangerous. I mean, they've not attempted to do any of those things that 
that Republicans freaked out about earlier this year. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just get so annoyed with politics at times because people fall for this nonsense and I hate watching it. I, I just, it just annoys me. Watching people get taken all the time and people giving money to these groups and Speaking of which, in just a couple of days, you know, um, by the time you read this, Donald Trump will probably reinstate it as president, according to Mike Lindell. Get your champagne ready. I mean, that's going to be quite a show. I don't know exactly what argument they're going to make when Trump is not suddenly reinstated on the 16th or whatever date it was. Um, you know, but that they've been, of course, they promoted that he was going to, it was going to happen January 20th, that. Donald Trump was not that Joe Biden was not going to get sworn in and January 20th came and passed and they said it was going to be March 4th that <clears throat> Donald Trump would get sworn in and then you know now they're claiming it's in August that Donald Trump will get reinstated I guess he won't even be sworn in he'll just take over I mean it's just it just annoys me that there are actually people that I know personally who believe this nonsense and they're still giving money to these grifters, you know, like Mike Lindell and other people who keep claiming this and they just keep believing it. It's like, you know, that there are secret military tribunals set up down in Guantanamo and Hillary Clinton has been executed and they're going to arrest Joe Biden and put him down there. This is just stupid. It's just absolute nonsense. And I just, I, I get so frustrated with these people because these people are allowed to vote and that they drive cars and they have children how these people are so stupid that i don't know how they function i mean do they realize how to put on pants i mean if they're that stupid do they realize how shoes work you know do they realize there's a right and left shoe and how to tie them and and how a vehicle works and you know can they read because they can read they why don't they read the constitution and they would understand things. I, I just, I just don't understand how these people function in actual reality. I just, I just don't get it. I just don't understand. Um, and I, I don't think of myself as being extremely smart. It's not like I'm one of these people that thinks I have the greatest IQ, and everyone else is just. These peasants are just stupid. I don't believe that. I'm not that smart. So it just amazes me when people aren't as smart as I am because I'm not that smart. I'm not a rocket scientist. I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not very intelligent. So I consider myself to be normal, not extremely smart. So it seems to me that everybody should at least be at, at my level because I'm pretty dumb. Um, so I, I don't, I don't understand it. And it, it just, it just annoys me. It's, I hate seeing it. I, and I get frustrated with politics because of it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, according to MLive, New York governor, Andrew Cuomo resigns amid sexual harassment allegations. This is great news. It actually comes from the Associated Press. Governor Andrew Cuomo said Tuesday he would resign over a barrage of sexual harassment allegations and a fall from grace a year after he was widely hailed 
nationally for his detailed daily briefings and leadership during the darkest days of COVID-19. The three-term Democratic governor's decision, which will take effect in two weeks, was announced as a momentum belt in the legislature to remove him by impeachment. It came after New York Attorneys General released the results of an investigation that found Cuomo sexually harassed at least 11 women. Investigators said he subjected women to unwanted kisses, groped their breasts or buttocks, or otherwise touched them inappropriately, made insinuating remarks about their looks and their sex lives, and created a work environment rife with fear and intimidation. The best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to government, Cuomo said at a press briefing. Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul, a 62-year-old Democrat and former member of Congress from the Buffalo area, will become the state's 57th governor and the first woman to hold the post. The Me Too era scandal cut short not just a career but a dynasty. Cuomo's father, Mario Cuomo, was governor in the 80s and 90s, and the younger Cuomo was often mentioned as a potential candidate for president. In office, his father famous, famously contemplated seeking. Even as the scandal mushroomed, Cuomo was planning to run for re-election in 2022. Cuomo still faces the possibility of criminal charges, with the number of prosecutors around the state moving to investigate him. The string of accusations that spelled the governor's downfall began to unfold in news reports last December and went on for months. Cuomo called some of the allegations fabricated, forcefully denying he touched anyone inappropriately. But he acknowledged making some mates uncomfortable with comments he said he intended as playful, and he apologized for some of his behavior. He portrayed some of the encounters as misunderstandings attributable to generational or cultural differences, a reference in part to his upbringing in an affectionate Italian-American family. As a defiant Cuomo clung to office, state lawmakers launched an impeachment investigation, and nearly the entire Democratic establishment in New York deserted him, not only over the accusations, but also because of the discovery that his administration had concealed thousands of COVID-19 deaths among nursing home patients. The harassment investigation ordered up by the Attorney General and conducted by two outside lawyers corroborated the woman's accounts and added lurid new ones. The release of the report left the governor more isolated than ever, with some of his most loyal supporters abandoning him, and President Joe Biden joining those calls on him to resign. His accusers, his accusers included an aide who said Cuomo groped her breast at the governor's mansion. Investigators also Investigators also, the governor's staff, um, there's a word missing there, probably investigators also found the governor's staff retaliated against one of his accusers by leaking confidential personnel files about her. As governor, Cuomo touted himself as an example of a progressive Democrat who gets things done. Since taking office in 2011, he helped push through legislation that legalized gay marriage began lifting the minimum wage to $15 and expanded paid family leave benefits. He also backed big infrastructure projects, <coughs> including airport overhauls and construction of a new bridge 
over the Hudson River that he named after his father. At the same time, the behavior that got him in trouble was going on. He was publicly champion, championing the Me Too movement and surrounding himself with women's rights activists, signing into law sweeping new protections against sexual harassment and lengthening the statute of limitations in rape cases. His national popularity soared during the harrowing spring of 2020 when New York became the epicenter of the nation's coronavirus outbreak. His tough-minded but empathetic response made for riveting television well beyond New York and his stern warnings to people to stay home and wear masks stood in sharp contrast to President Donald Trump's brush-off of the virus. His briefings won an International Emmy Award and he went on to write a book on leadership in a crisis. But even those accomplishments were soon tainted when it was learned that the state's official count of nursing home deaths had excluded many patients who had been transferred to hospitals before they succumbed. A Cuomo aide acknowledged the administration feared the true numbers would be used against us by the Trump White House. Also, Cuomo's administration was fiercely criticized for forcing nursing homes to accept patients recovering from the virus. The U.S. Justice Department is investigating the state's handling of data on nursing home deaths. In addition, the state attorney general is looking into whether Cuomo broke the law in using members of his staff to help write and promote his book, from which he stood to make more than $5 million. The governor had also increasingly come under fire over his rough and sometimes vindictive treatment of fellow politicians and his own staff, with former aides telling stories of a brutal work environment. Cuomo has been divorced since 2005 from the author and activist Carrie Kennedy, a member of the Kennedy family, and was romantically involved up until 2019 with TV lifestyle personality Sandra Lee. He has three adult daughters. During his resignation speech, he directly addressed his daughters, saying, I want them to know from the bottom of my heart, I never did and I never would intentionally disrespect a woman or treat a woman differently than I would want them treated. Your dad made mistakes and he apologized and he learned from it, and that's what life is all about. He gained political experience early on as his father's hard-nosed and often ruthless campaign manager and went on to become New York Attorney General and U.S. Housing Secretary under President Bill Clinton before getting elected governor in 2010. New York has seen a string of high-level political figures brought down in disgrace in recent years. Governor Elliot Spitzer resigned in 2008 in a call girl scandal. Representative Anthony Weiner went to prison for sexting with a 15-year-old girl. Attorney General Eric Schneiderman stepped down in 2018 after four women accused him of abuse and the top two leaders in the legislature were convicted of corruption. Wow. Amazing. I am very happy, though, that Cuomo stepped down. One last story here from Ann Arbor. It's in the M Live. Drag queen bingo canceled at Howell Mellon Fest due to concerns for performers' safety. In Howell, Michigan, there will no longer be a drag queen bingo event next to the main area of Howell Mellon Fest after the month of pushback from Livingston County Republicans. Several reasons led to the event's cancellation, but one of the main ones was concern for the safety of performers 
at the drag event, according to a joint statement from the Howell Area Parks and Recreation Authority, or HARPA, and Beauty Beyond Drag Productions. Anyone with ticket reservations will receive a full refund, <clears throat> officials said. We know that many were looking forward to this event, and this news comes as disappointment, said Tim Church of HARPA in a release. Young did note that there will be... Uh, uh, okay. <clears throat> Young did note that there will still be a mini melon event that provide family entertainment from noon to six on August 14th. The pushback on the drag queen bingo event started with Livingston County Republican Party Chair Megan Reckling questioning the appropriateness of a drag event. Howell officials said the event does not violate Howell's civic event policy. This is disappointing to see happening uh, here in Livingston County, Reckling wrote on Facebook last month, the Howell Mellon Fest is supposed to be a family-friendly event and not one that should be sexualized with an event like this. <clears throat> um, anyway, it goes on a little bit. Uh, uh, it doesn't really. Uh, Howell Police Chief Scott Manor expressed concern during the July 30th meeting that because alcohol would be served, it would increase the possibility of a riot though he didn't state any specific threats that have been made. Um, the drag bingo event was set for August 14th and was limited to those ages 21 and up. Ticket sale proceedings would have been donated to the Pride Alliance of Livingston and Livingston Diversity Council. Wow. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So... Anyway, uh, sorry about my little rants earlier. I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought of it. If you agree or disagree, go ahead and send me a comment. Um, uh, so um, anyway, hope everyone has a great week. Hope everything goes well for you and hope to see you back here next week for another edition of the Holmes Politicast. See you, everybody.